People get mad at me sometimes for saying it. I'm still gonna say it because I really believe it. Money is easy to make. It just depends on what type of person you are. I think about even when I was younger, there was ways that I was making money that people looked at me and thought I was weird. People thought I was scamming people because I was, you know, making money off of other kids when I was in elementary school. But I think a lot of people who understand how making money is easy started off by making some kind of money when they were young, when they were kids. Wait, what did you do in elementary school? All kinds of things, man. I remember even when I was younger, I used to go and sell and sell parts of my lunch. I would be given some kind of goodies and I would say, hey, like, I'll either trade you this or, you know, hey, if you have two bucks, I'll give you this, you know, chocolate bar or something. And the chocolate bar was worth a buck, but, you know, they couldn't get off school grounds to go and buy the chocolate bars. So they buy for me at a premium. That's so funny. I started coming to school with extra chocolate bars because my parents were running like a restaurant and they had like these extra chocolate bars. I'd bring them to school and start selling I don't know if it was profitable because my parents had to buy it, but you know, it was money. Yeah, I had a very similar experience flipping cards as well, right? Just uh, there are some like rare cards from uh, from the store that what, I picked like up. Pokemon? No, it's not Pokemon, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. It's interesting because I remember there was a machine where I can just like put in some coins or like changes because I was doing that so much. I ended up chatting with the store owner and then she was like giving me some like really good deal in bulk. So I bought a bunch of them and I was selecting some of the rare ones and I went to school and then flipped it to my classmates. Were you in elementary school? That was in grade three, I believe. Grade wow. three or grade four. You were negotiating bulk deal in grade three. Uh, unintentionally, <laughs> unintentionally. I just realized that there was a demand. People were asking for that type of stuff and I'm just like, okay, I have a few, right? Small money though, really small money. It doesn't matter that it's small money. Sometimes I think about it, I meet people and they kind of have this spark. They have something in them that just thinks outside the box because I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the school system that we go through that trains you for the trade your time for money thing but maybe we're otherwise born with this understanding that we can barter that we can negotiate that we can ask because you know when you're young you're not afraid to ask right. right but when we get older we become afraid to ask like the fact that you're in grade three and would ask the storekeep if you can arrange something that takes guts people who are older today wouldn't ask that that was probably my very first business transaction the other thing i can remember is that i remember at the time i was able to like run pretty fast and yeah. then the people were coming to me and just be like hey what's your secrets or whatever right and i actually told them listen in order for me to teach you my techniques right like bring me some snacks wow i remember that was a <laughs> that at that time it was a form of a, a exchange my sort of my expertise to something that i wanted in general it is funny because there's a lot of people who i met who were doing something illegal and they are almost all entrepreneurs dude there were people from high school that i used to know that were drug dealers and they are now real estate investors oh, and yeah? i find it's crazy and it's nothing to do with you know when you're kids and you're young you're stupid and you're pushing the limits if you really break it down and see what it reflects it reflects guts it reflects courage and it may be reflecting a demeanor that isn't always the best in terms of like a law-abiding citizen because you're really thinking that these rules are in here but they're not going to cage me these people are trying to be creative because they want something they want something bad enough that they're they started thinking outside the box because Honestly, no educational system or no teachers in our classroom would teach us how to actually make a profit off something. It sounds bad, even when you say it, make a profit off something or off of somebody. It sounds like you're taking advantage. So it's interesting because the idea of this kind of capitalistic mentality or going out there and hustling, it almost has a negative idea to it in today's society, but it's really not. That's just business. And that's how businesses are born. That's how people are rewarded for their efforts and to do more than what is just expected of them on an hourly rate. You're taking control over your own life, your own situation. It's interesting when you're talking about capitalism, 
that there's a negative uh, impact or negative stigma uh, to it because now people are kind of rewarding as entrepreneurship. Yes, yes, <laughs> so no, it's yeah, a, yeah, a little yeah. weird. It's the yeah. same concept, though. Yeah, there is a mentality to it, and there and I feel the younger you are introduced to this kind of way of thinking, the more it scales. Because I'm even thinking about what I used to do when I was working in my dad's construction company when I was in high school, and I got my license at 16. And I remember I would drive with my brother. We bought this trailer, right? Like this was one of our first side hustles. We bought this trailer off of Kijiji or something. It was like a thousand bucks. It was a really trash trailer. We reinforced it with wood to make it a little pretty. After working at some construction site, we'd have garbage to take away, but it wouldn't always be full. So what we would do is on the way home, because we were living at uh, Dundas and Bloor-ish in Toronto, we used to drive through these alleys on the way home and we would see if anybody had garbage. And then we would go knock and be like, hey, do you have garbage you want to get rid of? We can throw it in our trailer and get rid of it for you for like 50 bucks. So many people would be loading junk and we got really good at stacking. We'd stack this trailer high. It looked like, you know, one of those... It touches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We tie it all down. It definitely made some people nervous, but we would make an extra 400 bucks coming back from work. Yeah, by the way, your trailer, like the, the trailer that you still have, right? Yeah, we still have oh it Oh my today. God, that, that's, a, that's a pretty good the trailer. The ROI man. on that trailer is huge, right? Yeah. And like, it, it feels like you're getting free money off of these things. It's just understanding to ask, provide value somehow. They need it. What are they going to say if you ask them and they don't need it? No? Right. Who cares? That's it. Honestly, waste management is like uh, uh, is is quite profitable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody wants to touch it. I uh, I didn't do the exact same thing, but uh, I was uh, out there asking people about snow uh, shoveling, right? Yeah. Snow removal. I couldn't do that much, right? It's literally just me and my buddy, and then we just went out, went around, and then uh, talked to the neighbors and tried to just make some money. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. Exchanging the, our service for money, basically. Yeah. A lot of people will start off in a profession like that, lawn care, you know, some kind of landscaping, something physical, right? And then they become more sophisticated as they grow. That's something that people can do on the side or after work. And it's just really being able to take control of your own situation and make your own money on some of your own terms. When I say making money is easy, it's actually not just easy, it's fun and addictive. Who was it? It was Sarujan's brother who was telling us that what he does, because he lives in a very shishi condo, he takes pictures of the garbage furniture other people throw out that he thinks is in good condition and he lists it on Kijiji and he says Venmo me 50 bucks if you want me to send you the address for this couch decent condition 7 out of 10 and oh, people wow. will send him money for the address and he got so lazy he doesn't even go see it down in the garbage anymore he takes a picture of it from his balcony That's and posts it on Kijiji wow. and it's like wow you think about this and it's like they make shows out of these things just like all these side hustles that people can do to make a little bit of money couch flipping couch flipping yeah, yeah. like with Ryan Panetta saying, right? These things are exciting. They're fun. They're small money. They're effort, right? But they're fun and it's addictive. The reason why it's addictive is because it kind of gives you a bit of control, right? Control in terms of your effort, in terms of your time, uh, control in terms of the uh, the financial aspect. Whatever you want to make, you can make it as long as you hustle, mm -hmm. right? If you don't want to make that much, that's okay. Dial down a little bit, enjoy the time, right? But that kind of freedom is actually what a lot of people are looking for. Especially when you are demonstrating and exerting some kind of effort. You see, one of the things people respect is hard work. And if you're willing to work or exercise a talent or a skill, people are often willing to pay for it. And it's also easy to understand, right? People understand paying for an actual physical service, right? So physical services, I think, are the easiest to sell. The better you get at doing it, the more you can cost down on your time. Your money-making formula becomes effort multiplied by time equals your pay. It's not just time. You have a multiplier with effort.
that now affects how much you get paid. Where did you get that formula from? I made it up on the spot. <laughs> Trademark soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. There's actually another business that I thought was very, very easy to start, easy to launch, right? Like a lot of people start prepping food at home, right? If you're doing COVID at your home or whatever, but not a lot of people love to cook. We did cake yeah. away. No, no. Well, we, we, somebody else was doing it and then we sucked at it. But like, yeah, you yeah. Know, it wasn't yeah. quite enough money, but it was still pretty decent. Yeah. Cakeaway was a, was an interesting business. Yeah. I remember there was one guy actually from uh, your neighbor, I believe, right? He built a Facebook website and then uh, he literally just bought a, a huge, like a huge chunk of cake from, from Fortino's. Yeah. Like three different flavors and he would just cut it and sell a simple piece to other people. And he would hire a driver, pay him like $15 an hour or something, just drive around, deliver all the, all the cakes. And it was a, pretty decent business for for college kid no exactly and he was selling it to other college students right who would you know pay like five bucks for a slice of cake because you buy that from fortino's and it's not that expensive what is it like 20 bucks from fortino's something like that right yeah, yeah. so you're making like he, he was making like 60 to 80 dollars per cake that he was selling off by the slice so yeah. i mean that's like excellent money it's a little bit of work and it's not like everything is big money but you do a little bit of this you do a little bit of that and these things all add up one of the ways that some people i feel take this kind of thinking and sometimes get in trouble and we had this with some people who were working for us in our construction company people sometimes think oh i can make some side money and that happens because the our client ends up asking one of our workers hey can you help me with this and there is actually a fundamental problem with that like we had this one employee and he wanted to side hustle and he was actually side hustling with our clients problem with that is that he was technically taking business away from us there was no malicious intent here. He didn't mean anything by it. He was just trying to make some extra money. But you have to be careful because sometimes creative thinking can also get you in trouble. Yeah, you got to right? have a bit of balance for that. The real factor that came into play here is making sure to manage your relationship and your business with respect. If he had just told me and said, hey, uh, you know, he asked me to do this and I'm wondering if it's okay with you guys for me to do that because I want to make some money. At least if he told me, I wouldn't have been offended by it. But I was mainly offended because it felt like the client was using my guy who I trained to undercut my business, right? right? It's just not right. Honestly, like open conversation is always like first step before you try to do something with your employer. And one of the things here to also point out is that I think a lot of people listen to this. When we're talking about how making money is easy, this might all sound like small money. Everybody's going to say, okay, well, you know, making money is easy, but this is all nickels and dimes. Yeah, but it's the same big. concept for bigger money as well. Though. Yeah, that's the thing. And this is where I always say that if you have the basic understanding of how to make money in the small way, then you will also be able to scale that up to think about how to make money in the big way because the same mindset can be applied to real estate you just have to understand how to adjust the application even when it comes to chopping things up chopping up the cake people do that with their houses chop it up scale it up get more tenants in there maybe get two beds i actually i know this one person when it comes to real estate and house hacking what he did was he was allowed to put two beds in one bedroom and he was renting out to this college that was in a pinch for housing for their students. They had students coming in from Africa, I think, and they would basically put two students in one room and he was able to charge about 40% more per room as a result of doing this. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. That's a concept of a homestay, right? Like you, the high school kids come here, they don't have any guardians and you volunteer to be their guardians so that if they get into any trouble, you shut up uh, to the meetings and yeah. try to be responsible for their actions and all that stuff. On top of that, you can also provide lunches and, and dinners and all that stuff. So homestay concept became a quite an interesting side hustle for a lot of Canadian family. That's actually how I started my journey in Canada. Yeah, I got to Canada back in like 2018. Uh, man, the first family that I stayed was, uh, was a homestay family. 
family. And that's another way that people can go about making some extra money. But you see, why is it that a lot of people don't do this? I find that when I talk to people about this type of thing and say, hey, why don't you, you know, try this to make some extra money? Part of the reason is because people are not really willing to make those sacrifices of their lifestyle, have somebody in their home, for example, for homestay in order to make that extra money. But the thing is that I always tell people that people ought to hustle when they can, not when they need to. Because being able to make extra money, it is easy, but it is also a skill that you have to refine. It is a mindset that you have to develop. And if you were never exposed to it, like a lot of people who have been working nine to five for God knows how many years, they don't know what it means to take on an extra side hustle to generate an extra revenue stream. They have this concept is so foreign. Yeah, we exactly. were fortunate that for some reason in elementary school, we were selling stickers or we were selling, you know, cards. And I don't even know why that happened, but something just clicked. But what about everybody else that it never clicked? And you're 100% right about the mindset, right, in business. It's very similar to working out, right? A lot of people, they waited, they don't do anything and their health start deteriorating. And they start thinking about, oh, I should have had a certain habit to actually keep my physical condition up. But the truth is, that is a habit that you need to build in your daily life. Every single day, if you're doing something right, as a result of your daily action, then your physical condition is going to be a little bit healthier. And for running a business or even like financial situation, you don't want to wait until you actually need it because usually that's when it's a little too late. I think that's pretty much what a lot of people don't understand about hustling, about needing to just push yourself and do things when you can, right? For example, right now, the time we're in, we've now introduced into Western society this concept of remote work, right? Then everyone's taking advantage of it in all kinds of different ways. I tell all my friends, especially the ones that are in their 20s, now is the time to make money. And they say, well, how do I do it? I'm like, it's easy. A lot of them have full eight-hour shift jobs that they are doing remotely that they can do in six hours because they're not being monitored for time. They're being monitored by production. So for the first time ever, you can do a six-hour job and you can do another six-hour job for a 12-hour shift and make double income. Imagine you have a $65,000, $70,000 job and you're doing two of them on yeah. your own schedule. That's $140,000 a year. If you're ever going to hustle, make any kind of bank, now's the time and it's just Think about it. What can you do? Yeah, How can you then, hustle? But most pushback is like, then I lose my lifestyle, right? People are not willing to sacrifice. That's the biggest issue. Also, I wanted to talk about some people when they learn some sort of skills, right? They don't apply. The execution is so bad. Sometimes we talk about like whether or not this person has the potential. Is It really depends on how quickly they can execute. A lot of people that are surrounded by us, like, some people you could tell like from day one, they're going somewhere because everything they learn, yeah. they apply immediately and they have no problem trying things out. There's a big difference between people who think for themselves and do what they think rather than people who need to be told what to do. And being able to think about what can I do to make more money is the latter thinking where you think, what can I do to control the situation? So yes, mindset is really important. It sounds so fluffy, but the thing is that it is so fundamentally true and it's where everything starts. I have to answer the question though, when you said, you know, when people blow back and tell you that, well, I lose my lifestyle. The thing that I tell a lot of people is that you and I both see this, there's trouble coming ahead. People are gonna be finding themselves in difficult situations. Mortgage rates increasing, the trigger rates coming up, those extra payments, the cost of living, everything's rising. You cannot wait until you need to have that extra revenue stream because if you're worried about your lifestyle needing to be sacrificed now, you're not going to have the choice of sacrificing it on your own terms now, you're gonna lose it later. And people need to understand that and start getting their act together, start making some money.